Hey, this is Jamie from Green River Ordnance. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Hi, my name is Caroline Cruz. We welcome you this Friday afternoon to the Extension Hour on Lone Star Radio. Um, we're glad uh, that you can join us this afternoon. Everybody's getting ready for the weekend. We have so much to talk to you about today. I don't think it'll uh, fit the hour. If we could go longer, we probably could, but we'll we'll keep it nice and sweet for you. Um, again, my name is Caroline Cruz. I'm a county extension agent here in Montgomery County. I work for Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service. I work most closely with the 4-H Youth Development Program. And here joining me today in the studio for the Extension Hour, I have some 4-Hers from Montgomery County 4-H. And we're going to introduce ourselves real quickly. Some of us are repeat customers here on the Extension Hour, and we have a couple of newer folks here with us today. So we're going to kind of go around the table and just say hi real quick. Sydney. Hi. We've got JC. Hi. Gracie. Hey. And Dean. Hey. All right. So summertime is a super busy time in 4-H. A lot of people think that we kind of slow down a little bit, but we actually get really ramped up with a lot of our competitions, contests, camps, leadership programs, a little bit of everything. So some of these members here today have been involved in some of those contests and events over the past few weeks, just since school got out. So we're going to talk to you a little bit about that. Um, 4-H is a youth development organization. To be a member, you'll be in third grade all the way through 12th graders in high school. So that fits a lot of different people, different activity levels, and things that you can be involved in. What we're going to talk about um, first really quickly, we're going to let these members introduce themselves a little bit more. We're going to talk about the 4-H club that they are in, how many years they have been in 4-H, how old they are, and what projects that they do. So Sydney, if you can tell us the name of your 4-H club, tell us how long you've been in 4-H, how old are you, and what are some of the main projects or activities that you do in 4-H? Okay, well, hi, my name is Sydney. I am in the Montgomery County Dog Club. Um, this is my eighth year, well, going on ninth year of 4-H. Um, I am involved in photography, and uh, my main one is food challenge, or food nutrition. Um, so I compete with uh, that. I compete with food challenge and Dutch to Dazzle. Um, but, yeah, that's my main ones. All right. So, JC, tell us a little bit more about yourself. What 4-H club are you a member of? Hi, I'm, uh, I'm JC. Um, I'm a member of the 4-H Dog Club, so that's my main project. But I also uh, do food and nutrition as well with Sydney. But dogs is, like, my main deal. 
Good. How long have you been in 4-H? Um, I just completed my third year. Next year will be my fourth. Okay. And how old are you? Uh, I'm 15. All right. Moving on to Miss Gracie. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, again, I'm Gracie. This is my ninth going on 10th year in 4-H. I'm 17. And my main projects this year so far have been the horse shows, um, dog project. I'm a part of the Montgomery County Dog Project as well, these two lovely girls. And also I've done food challenge, uh, heifers, steers, and dabbled a little bit with food and photography as well. Okay, good deal. So Dean, tell us a little bit more about yourself and your 4-H career. Well, hello, my name is Dean Holcamp and I'm 11 years old. 12 years old and I am from the Montgomery County Horsemanship Club and I have served for three years and my two main projects are the horse my horse project and my dog project with my puppy named Ruby awesome so we'll probably get to talk about that a little bit more and some of you guys are also officers in our Montgomery County 4-H Council so Dean tell us a little bit about County Council, what officer position do you hold this year? Well, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe I am second vice president in the um, district. Um, and it's, re it's really fun to do because we all come and talk about what we're going to do for, for the rest of the year and talk about um, stuff that's coming up and fun things to do, and we have a good time talking. Okay, and this last year you were a parliamentarian yes, for county council. What's one of your most favorite things at county council? Well, my favorite thing about county council is just being there, you know, the, just learning about responsibility and learning to be a better person and learning how to take challenges to a whole nother level. Awesome. So, Sydney, you're also an officer in Montgomery County 4-H Council. Tell us what some of the things that you like about county council. Well, I am treasurer this year, um, and I really just love how we have like guest speakers come in and talk about uh, career opportunities and like what their career is and like what they did to get there. So like high schoolers know what to be doing, you know, like getting good grades and stuff like that and applying for scholarships um, to be able to like have that career. And I also love um, the community service uh, projects that we come up with because it's like all really useful and I don't know it's just I love it I just love everything about it good so County 4-H Council and um, we have those meetings once a month and that that is when members from all of the 4-H clubs in the county come together and have a meeting with all of the members from the clubs so there may be certain representatives from each club in Montgomery County we have over 20 different 4-H clubs so we're a pretty large county program. Um, almost anywhere in Montgomery County, you can find a club that's not too far from you with different interests, different um, membership numbers, different projects that members are participating in. So that's when we come together once a month for a County 4-H Council. So we're going to talk a little bit about some programs that happened over the summer. One of those, um, we had our District 4-H Horse Show and that was actually held in Brazos County. And some of the members here participated in that or also participate in the horse project. So, Dean, do you want to tell us a little bit about the horse show? Well, um, it was a really fun day, and 
Well, one of the fan activities that I did was the breakaway, and that was my favorite one because, well, I started out roping it, and I almost had it, but I didn't let go of it because I didn't feel it was good. And he almost in the calf almost went to the other side, but then I cut him off before he could go to the gate. So then he went all the way back to back back to the pen um, at the very start, and then finally came out. And then I finally had a chance to rope it, and I did at the last second. Good. So you did pretty well in your class, didn't you? Yes. And um, not to brag, but I was the only one who caught one, and and I was very lucky because. The last one had it had a chance and it was really close, but she just barely missed it and I got the buckle. Awesome. Congratulations. That's really cool. Um, Gracie, I know that you're also involved in the horse project. Tell us a little bit about one of your new leadership opportunities with the horse project that you're taking on. So this year um, will probably be my seventh year doing the horse project. I did it I do it on the side as well as in 4-H. Um, however, this year is going to be the first year that I did not participate in the District 4-H Horse Show. And I won't be participating or competing in the State 4-H Horse Show in Abilene. However, this year I got the opportunity to become a horse ambassador, equine ambassador for Mike Heimer. And we, I'm going to get to go up there with Abilene and stay a couple of days at the Texas State 4-H Horse Show and help um, taking scribes, so that's writing down the points, being a runner. Um, I get to hang out with the judges and learn from them, and also get to help out the kids. So I'm really excited. It'll be my first time not showing. We'll see how this goes. Well, that's neat, though. You'll get um, some more leadership. Um, being able to do that and serving as an ambassador is a pretty, pretty big deal. So that's something to really be proud of. Okay, so another thing that we had this summer um, was our state 4-H roundup and that is uh, that happens over a couple of days it takes place on the campus of Texas A&M University and College Station that's when 4-Hers from all across the state get to come together and compete in contests that they've been working on all year and um, there's also a lot of workshops and um, there's at nighttime there's a dance there's a concert there's a kickoff event. There's all kinds of things that, that members can be involved in during um, State 4-H Roundup. We had a really good, solid Montgomery County group that got to participate. A lot of those contests they had to pre-qualify for at an event um, for our district before then. So they, they placed well at the contest at district, got to advance onto the state contest. So how many of you here participated in State 4-H Roundup? Sydney did? Yeah, I did. <laughs> All right. I did as well. And JC and Gracie got to participate in that. Just JC. Okay. <laughs> Tell me real quickly, because we're about to head on to a, a quick break, what contest did you do at State Roundup? Um, we did Food Challenge. Uh, we are on the same team together. So, yeah, it was really fun. Um, we ended up getting the, what was it? Uh, it was like we, we had the... Uh, bread and cereal category yeah. so we ended up making a pasta with uh, beans uh, and a tomato sauce on top so yeah and we placed I want to say seventh six. out of mm. oh, six out of I 12. think it might have been seventh but I'm, I think it was sixth. it was somewhere around there but it was really it was a really great experience like getting to interview 
um, with like judges on a state level and just like an honor to be there. What was the hardest part about that process? Because I mean that that's challenging. That's that's a hard competition, and I love to cook, but I don't think I could do that very well. <laughs> the hard, like I would say, the hardest part is like you have to know everything behind the meal. You can't just like oh, yeah. know how you prepared it. You have to know my play, like the nutrition context, the uh, con like levels, and you have to relate that back to you and like your yeah. age group. And when we got into there, we had like practiced all year, and we got into there, and there were like okay guys and they were asking us these questions and we're like we didn't prepare so for it this like so, we haven't done we were this. so nervous so it, we like just felt every question and, yeah much harder like, than we normally would have one of the girls in our team her mom is like uh the leader for the whole um, food challenge project in our club and so she like knew literally everything and so they would be like oh yeah well how can you like reduce sodium and she would like come out with like a bunch of facts and we're like <laughs> go kayla yeah but i mean um yeah, it was just knowing everything, really. You have to, like, remember every little detail. Exactly. And, like, because you're so nervous, it, like, when they ask you a question, you're like, ah, I know yeah. this, but you can't, like, your brain can't pull it out when yeah. you ask for and, it. and, like, half of the teams have been there before, and it was, like, no, I think it was, like, our second time. It was my first time going there, but it was Me Kayla's too. second time, yeah, and JC's first time, so we got there, and all these teams are so experienced, and we're like, oh, no. what They look so professional. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, we were here, t-shirt and jeans, and we're in, like, yeah. a full, like, chef outfit with the little hats, They too. had, like, everything and boarded with, like, their names and everything, and we were like, well, we're going to try. <laughs> <laughs> they did really well. Um, tell briefly, how, how much time do you have in the food challenge? Uh, 40 minutes? Yeah, I want to say and 40 yeah. minutes. Okay. So, Kayla, she would set the time for about, what was it? Um, we She gave us five she, extra time for, like, no, a little like, buffer. No, it was, like, 10 minutes. Well, it was, you have five uh, minutes to plan everything, so it's, like, getting your uh, table clean and figuring out what dish you're going to do and, like, who's going to do what. And, like, before that, we had already decided um, which portions each of us were going to do. Like, I did... Um, nutrition like I have always done that because I have like a lot of experience in it and then uh JC ended up doing steps food right? safety food yeah safety, well, food safety and the way we like did our uh project or yeah and then we had like 30 minutes to do it and Kayla wanted to have like a lot of time to just like prepare and we like to rehearse before we go into there mm -hmm. and so we like had 30 minutes to cook and then like at the end of it we're like well we still have to cook this stuff we can't just put it raw <laughs> and so we were like trying to flip it and they're like two minutes and we're like oh no and so <laughs> But, yeah, they give us, I think it was 40 minutes, but, yeah. And it's called Food Challenge for that exact reason. Exactly. <laughs> it's like For, 40 minutes cooking something from start to finish. They have no idea what ingredients they're going to get until that timer starts. They've got to get it ready, get their presentation, do all the nutrition facts, figure out the cost per serving, and then go and give a presentation to judges. But it's a lot of fun because it's super fast-paced. Yeah, definitely. You get to work as a team and that element of surprise. And I think we all just really like cooking and stuff. So it was, and we all just like love each other. Like we're all just like a huge fam, not huge, but like we're all just like a big family. So it's like going in there with like your best friends and being like, let's cook something, you know? So it's great. But then like when it gets down to it, we can all like be professional. So I think that's what got us like to have second place in district because we had a lot of like really tough competition. Mm -hmm. But I think we just like pulled through because we're really, we work really good as a team and we like prepared for it so far in advance. Good deal. Well, we're going to hear a little bit more when we come back from a quick break from the Extension Hour on Lone Star Radio. This is Rick TRC. Every Monday through Friday from 3 to 7, 
I play today's country hits on my show, Afternoons with Lone Star, the type of music that makes you want to get off your seat, stomp your feet, sing along at the top of your lungs, and not care who hears on Lone Star Community Radio, Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1, and as always on Worldwide, IRLoneStar.com. Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Welcome back to the Extension Hour on Lone Star Radio. Today we're talking about some 4-H events and things that we've had going on over the summertime. If you're ever interested or want more information about your Montgomery County 4-H program, you can always give us a call at 936-539-7823, extension number 3, or you can also find us online at AgriLife, that's A-G-I-L-I-F-E. R-I-L-I-F-E dot org slash Montgomery 4-H. And also, if you're ever interested in sponsoring the Extension Hour, please contact Lone Star Community Radio. So we're going to go back real quick. We just finished talking about our state 4-H roundup that happened um, back in June, just not too long ago. So we had some really cool um, contests going on there. Um, And we had some members that got to participate in Food Challenge as well as some other things. We did have a really great showing for Montgomery County. And we also had some scholarship recipients from our county. We had some members that ended up totaling, walking away with over $50,000 in scholarships to go towards their college career. That's something that these members work for throughout their 4-H career. So we were super proud of those recipients. Um, Something else that we're going to talk about for a little bit Another event that we uh, just wrapped up just this past week, actually, was our state 4-H dog show. That event happens in Bell County, in Belton, at the Bell County Expo Center. And um, I serve on the state 4-H dog show committee. We also have members here that, as you heard a little bit earlier, are involved in our Montgomery County 4-H dog club, and they are involved in the dog care and training project. So we're going to talk a little bit about the dog show and the dog project kind of in general, what you can be involved with. And remember in 4-H, these uh, young people are eight years old and in the third grade all the way through high school. So no matter what age you are, as long as you meet those 4-H requirements of membership being in the third grade, you can participate in these projects. So don't think that just because the young people that are here today are teenagers, if you have an eight or nine-year-old at home, they can participate as well. So we're going to talk a little bit about the dog show. So from Montgomery County, we had seven members that participated, and they showed 10 dogs during the dog show. The whole show had over 100 entries, but for Montgomery County, we had seven members that participated. So I'm going to ask 
JC and Gracie and Sydney too a little bit about the dog project. Dean says he's going to get involved in the dog project also. So if y'all want to talk a little bit about what the events are specifically at the dog show, and then we'll talk a little bit about what y'all do in the county. Okay. So if y'all want to tell us a little bit about the events. Well, it was a great year this year. Um, I think our actual county had a little bit less than usual. We had some last-minute pullouts, so, but it was great. Um, let's see, I had two dogs this year, so did JC. I had a, um, a little Papillon, she's four, and my Australian Shepherd, who's about to turn five as well. Um, it was a great, great year. We had lots and lots of fun. I think so many more counties. I've seen so many kids that I've seen over the years come by. They started out pre-novice A, first class you can be, and then all of a sudden they won their third level class, and they were so excited, and you could see just the joy light up on their face. And it was really nice to see not only the change in the kids as well, but the maturity and almost the skill level of the dogs improve as well. It was really great to see. And JC had a lot of success this year. Why don't you tell us about that? So, uh, yeah, I was very blessed this year. Um, I was really lucky to receive uh, three big awards. So I have, um, I competed with my two dogs, um, Melody. She's a seven-year-old um, Siberian Husky Labrador Retriever mix. And then my new puppy, Finn, he, he's an Australian Shepherd. He's just turned one. Um, I was really lucky to receive uh, Best in Show Non-Purebred with Melody. Um, uh, best Junior Handler as well with Melody from Showmanship. And then because I received those two big awards, I also uh, won Senior High Point. That, that was just a cool mm -hmm. thing because JC, it's a great thing about 4-H versus some of the harder associations having with dogs because like, like Caroline said a minute ago, it doesn't matter your age, but it also doesn't matter the type of dog. JC mm -hmm. won a high point with her mixed breed dog as well as she did very well with her new, brand new puppy, Australian Shepherd. So it doesn't matter if you have a Papillon, like a full bred, nice, little cute dog, or if it's a dog that you went and picked up from the rescue and you gave a loving home. You can work with any dog. And as long as they're eight months, you can have them as puppy. And Melody, JC's dog, is seven. It, there's lots of opportunities there. We had a blast. Mm -hmm. That's the neat part, like what you just said, that... You can have, um, if you have a dog at home, that you can start training. This is something you can do. It does not have to be, um, there, there doesn't have to be that much cost into that part. So you don't have to spend a whole lot of money. Um, a big part and something that y'all do in your club you can talk about is going to the animal shelter and working with, even with rescue dogs. Um, there's also um, a foster dog part of the dog show as well. If someone is fostering a dog, they may not have had it the dog's whole entire life, but they're fostering it, and they can also participate in the dog show. Um, tell us a little bit about what some of the events are at the dog show. Like, for instance, what is agility? Okay, so agility is basically where it's basically like an obstacle course for dogs. It's like the easiest way I can explain it. So basically you go out there, and there's a little course set up, and it's um, like there's two different types. So there's standard which has like all the cool like stuff we call contacts which is like the a-frame where it's like the big like you go up and then straight down and then there's the the tunnels and things like that there's that and then there's also jumpers which is just plain jumps 
So you go out there and you see the course and it's like a bunch of jumps and uh, like obstacles that set out for your dog to do. So it, it's a lot of fun. Like uh, most kids think it's the, their like most kids think it's their favorite thing to do because it's more fun and the dog gets just enjoys it. Melody, she just she kind of blows me off. She just runs around and does her own little thing because she just loves it. So yeah, that's kind of basically what agility is. And it's great about agility too is. Um, a lot of the big dogs love it as well. They get to jump 18 inches, 20 inches, but then you get to see these really small, like sometimes they're puppies, but sometimes, let's see, there's a couple of dogs that are mixes that are so cute and so fast. They go in there, and the kids are having to run as fast as they can to catch up with them. Then you have the little prissy dogs who are going in there and jumping 8 to 4 inches, and all that you can, there's so much hair on them, you can't even see them jumping. And, and it's really cute because... You have the kids who can walk and still catch up with their dogs. And then there's girls like Daisy and I who are having to sprint as fast as we can to catch up with these dogs. Mm-hmm. And the dogs just have a blast. It's so much fun. It's really athletic. And it's, it's as a, an observer, it's one of the most fun things to watch, too, because it's super active. And a lot of people may have seen this on TV, like on, when you see dog shows on TV and you see what it looks like an obstacle course going through. So, like, for the crowd, it's really fun to watch, too, and just kind of see how athletic both the dog and the handler are. So that's pretty cool. I like to watch agility. It's always really fun to get to see that. Um, Tell me a little bit about Rally. So Rally is a competition where you have multiple signs spread out across the the pen and... They're different from maneuver, maneuvers on each sign, kind of like when you have to obey the stop signs on the road. When you see a stop sign, you stop. There's things like that. Um, you have The dog has to sit when you stop, an automatic sit. There's little maneuvers like when you – there's a set of cones, and you have to weave the cones a certain way a certain number of times. There can be – in the higher levels, there are just one or two jumps maybe – the dogs have to spin around when you tell them. It's kind of like a maze. And the signs tell you where to go and how long to do it. It's really fun. And if the score is tied up, it's also timed. So a lot of times, if you didn't get your obstacles down very well, the faster you do it, the higher chance you have of placing higher. Good deal. Um, tell us, kind of, you can maybe even combine this part a little bit, confirmation and showmanship. Okay, so confirmation and showmanship, it's confirmation is based on the way the dog looks and showmanship is based on how well you show your dog. So basically confirmation is it's you go into the ring and you stack your dog. That's basically you put their feet to make them look the best they can look. And the judges will come over them and examine you and have you move, get your dog around the ring. And showmanship is similar, but they also ask you questions about how to care for your dog, for example, or how you groom or take care of your dog or questions about the body parts of a dog. So a lot of these things come into play when you're in showmanship. And it's also about how well you move your dog, how well your dog responds to you, the bond you have, things like that. So we had a really cool set of judges this year. Um, Tell us a little bit about the judge that was in one of the rings. And I I think one of y'all were in there when he was asking you questions one-on-one. What did he ask you? Uh, personally, I was asked, I know some of the other kids in my class were asked how they groom their dogs because their dogs had longer hair, but he also asked me, um, what 4-H, like how I could 
talk to his child about 4-H and to get him more involved in like what 4-H means to me. And personally, I just talked about how it, it's been a big confidence boost. Like I came from like not being able to talk in front of my club to being uh, the vice president and secretary to talking on like a radio show. Like that's crazy to me. So <laughs> it, it's basically things like that that I told him. So he asked like different questions to try and get you to like become like more invested with, I don't know how to explain, <laughs> like invested in like what he was saying, I guess. Um, and I also know the same judge, he was he was a really sweet judge. He cared about us. He wanted to make sure that we weren't uncomfortable. And so one of the first interesting questions, he'd always ask you, what breed is your dog or what mixed breed your dog is? Um, and I know we had several herding dogs, such as German Shepherds, Corgis, and lots of Australian Shepherds. Um, after he would find the breed of your dog, like for me, he asked me, what was your dog bred to do? And, and different dogs have very complicated answers or very simple answers. Mine was pretty simple. She was bred to herd livestock animals and to help people who herd the livestock animals, I guess. Um, versus like a Labrador Retriever, they're more complicated. They're supposed to jump off a boat in Labrador and go fish. And of course, their coat is supposed to help them stay warm. So a lot of the kids you could see knew their dogs and they were confident and they gave this, you know, five minute spiel about what their dog does. And there's some other kids whose dog is, you know, pretty easy. They're very simple and you can kind of get it over with and go on to the next question. So it was, he was a really great judge. He, he made all of us very comfortable. Yeah, he was really cool to watch. And I was excited that he asked you guys those questions and he pointed up to the stands and said, there's my son sitting up there. He, we're very brand new, don't know anything about 4-H yet really besides this. What would you tell him about joining 4-H? So on our side of it, I was super excited that he asked that. So it was really neat to watch. Well, we'll be back shortly after a quick break. We're going to talk a little bit more about the 4-H dog show. Relax with a cup of joe or your favorite drink for the Conroe Lake Conroe Chamber of Commerce Chamber Chat. The show airs on the first Tuesday of the month at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio. Join hosts Courtney Galley and Brian Bondi as they chat about the Chamber's events and programs for the month and invite Chamber members into the studio to talk about their upcoming events and businesses. Learn about your Chamber with Chamber Chat every first Tuesday at 11 a.m. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 647 3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for a summer internship, Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to learn the radio and TV business. Contact the station at info at IRLoneStar.com or call the station's message line at 936-647-3776. Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world. 
Okay, welcome back to the Extension Hour on Lone Star Radio. My name is Caroline Cruz, and I'm joined here this Friday afternoon with some 4-H members. We just talked a little bit about the State 4-H Dog Show, and there's a couple of more really cool things we want you to hear about the dog show before we kind of move on into our next topic. Um, So we talked about some of the different events that take place. Um, We talked about agility. We talked about rally. We talked about confirmation and showmanship. Tell us a little bit about something that may kind of come to mind when you think about dogs, too, is obedience. Well, obedience is one of the things that almost the first thing that comes to everybody's mind because everybody wants a good dog. Everybody wants a dog who comes and sits when they sit um, and comes when you say come from across the dog park or you don't want them pulling on you when you're walking down the street. It's something that every dog owner wants to have. Um, So in obedience in the 4-H group, we teach obedience from the puppies or the older dogs. It's very easy to teach. It's not super complicated. Um, We have certain levels that we teach and you can kind of grow in that. We have practices weekly. You can work uh, with your dog at home. It's, It's something that's not very complicated. It's not as scary as everybody seems. Tell us a little bit about drill and what that is. Okay. Drill was so much fun. JC and I got to be in a Michael Jackson uh, edition of Thriller, which was so much fun. We got to dress the dogs up in uh, zombies. We got to shred our clothes. I made everyone look like ghosts. Um, And JC got to do it with her older dog. So, yeah, we also... um, to like make we for drill you can do classic where you just like wear your club t-shirt and do the requirements but here in Montgomery County we like to do it like a little bit different so we made sure to have the props and costumes and things like that so even when as far as like making fake tombstones with our and our dogs names on it and we came around the corner at the start of the at the start of the music and it, drill is just like the one of the more fun uh, things you can do because it's kind of just like a dance routine combined with obedience and it's, it's a lot of fun because you do it to the music and you get to have props and costumes and crazy makeup and things like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's funny because Montgomery County, we have a bunch of kids who are we're not afraid to look silly. And it's always fun in the middle of your dance routine and you look up and you see the judges trying not to laugh so hard. <laughs> and then you see the other kids in the audience just laughing and videoing. It's, it's a lot of fun. And the dogs tend to have fun too. My dog, personally, she got kind of tired of having to sit behind the tombstone. She wanted to go out and play with the other dogs when it wasn't our turn. But it, it's fun. It's really exciting. So it's basically, it's like a choreographed routine, but you're there with your dogs doing kind of in sync, doing something yes. synchronized together. Yes. Mm-hmm. And also within the dance routine, you have to have kind of disguised obedience so sometimes you have a sit stay while some of us leave and go do a dance but then we have to come get our dogs and tell them to get back into heel position so we can go and do a figure eight with eight kids which is interesting because the dog has to stay with you no matter how fast or how slow you're going so one minute you're racing around a corner and the next minute you're having to slow down because another dog is coming at you (laughs) five miles an hour you know it's it gets it gets interesting that's something else that's really fun for um, people there to watch. Really fun for the audience to see because, like you mentioned, it's it's more laid back. You can get super creative. Um, you kind of 
have free reign where in the other classes you're participating in, you know, it, it's time to pull it together and we've got to get this done and drill. You can put it to different types of music. You kind of get to choose what you do and how far you want to push it with your costumes, with the decorations, with the things that you're doing. So it's kind of where your personality as a team really comes out. And it's super fun to be in the audience for that and watch that. Um, Something else that's fun, tell us about costume really quick, what the costume contest is. So costume contest is basically from your county show until the point you go to state, you most people like come up come up with their costume idea and then start working on making it from there. So personally I had two dogs this year, so I was cat in the hat and I had thing one and thing two. And that like that was my favorite personally from the three years I've already done it. But it's a lot of fun because, like, like uh, Miss Caroline said, you get to show like your personality, and it gets to be like more fun and let like more laid back because it's not serious. And people like to watch costume because there's all these different ideas and all these cool like like cool representations of people. And the dogs tech, tend to not like wearing tutus and <laughs> and leggings, so they like to make a fool of themselves around the ring. So that's one of the more fun things as well is costume. It's also really fun because you have the bigger dogs who cannot stand to wear a tutu and have makeup on and have a hat on. But then you get like, it's, it's a challenge because you have the big dog. And then I have a small dog who I found is so much easier to do costume with. I literally just stuck her in a bag with a bunch of blow up fish and put a, a wetsuit on and had like scuba fins and a scuba mask. And she was like a fish I had caught. So it was kind of fun. I remember one of our friends, he had a dog house and put his little small beagle and made it into Snoopy. And what's the little bird? He was Charlie Brown. He was Charlie Charlie Brown. Brown. Yeah, he got to roll around this little house with his dog. So, you know, it's fun because you have the big dogs who are dressed up themselves and they are like the star of the show. And then you can really, you really get to use the size and personality of your dog. And it's it's very fun and very original. Mm -hmm. One that I saw that was kind of cool was... um, a girl she was dressed as Forrest Gump and she had built a shrimp boat off of a wagon and it was completely like it was so neat it was it looked like a shrimp boat that she had made and of course on the side of it it said Jenny and her dog was the shrimp that she had caught so she had a small dog and whenever the judges are walking around and it came to her part um, I could hear her talk to the judge, and she was, like, in complete Forrest Gump mode. Like, she talked like Forrest. She said the things that he says in the movie. So, like, she really was invested in their costume category. So it was really cool to see that. That's something else that where you, you kind of get to show your personality um, and make it kind of have fun with it. And I'll tell you, that's almost one of the hardest things to judge is the costume competition because there's so much um, just fun things to look at, get to see the hard work that everybody put into it. So it's really cool. Um, I think we've covered almost everything with the dog show. I want to talk a little bit about some of the service projects that you guys do with your club. Well, I know Sydney, for Mm -hmm. one, is a big community service. She's always doing something for so why don't you tell us about that? <laughs> well, um, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I mean, not all the time. I would love to do it all the time. Um, I'm, 
currently like looking for more volunteer opportunities but um with my church we've been going down to the Connor House of Prayer which is actually a couple um doors down from this I think um and so we just go and we get to go and um worship with the um homeless people that come there and then we get to listen to their little sermon they have like a 30 minute sermon and then after that we serve them breakfast and just go around and talk to them and um I think it was last week well no it was June um 25th to 30th I'm pretty sure and we went and um we got to go to New Orleans and each day we would start off like with a bible study and then we would go um and like we would make like um, care packages with like t-shirts and socks and water and bananas and we'd go and like give it to all the homeless people like that we saw on you know like the streets of like Bourbon Street and stuff like that um so that was really cool because they all were like so nice and it was like it really made like an impact on like just like New Orleans because people that were like walking around whenever they would see us they'd be like oh yeah I saw you yesterday like keep doing like what you're doing and so it was like really I guess inspirational and like encouraging and then after all of it we like ended up like bawling our eyes out the night before we left because we didn't want to leave because like I don't know these people are just like such good people and they might have made mistakes in the past that like got them to where they are but like a lot of them just like keep moving forward and they're like telling us like stay in school like do this do that like just keep on doing what you're doing like just keep going and so it's like it was really it was really cool to see um how many like lives were changed and like some people last year ended up like giving their life to Christ and stuff like that and so it was really it was really cool and there was this guy that remembered me from like one of the days and he was telling me like oh my gosh I can't believe I'm seeing you again (laughs) like this is so cool because he had been um at one of the missions that they have there and he like you can stay overnight and then we ended up seeing him on the road and he was like just again like keep doing what you're doing and so it was really cool but yeah now we're just like my main focus right now is just like um working with like homeless people and like the women's shelter and all that but yeah well I know that um I just now started a new one. It's on 1488. It's called Mercy House. And it's, JC does it too. She's heard of it. And um, you get to, it's a volunteer place. You can come in anytime, 930 to 1230. And it's this place where they have, um, they help women um, from the side like Haiti, Uganda, I think Mexico, like so many African countries and um, Latin America countries. And they make things and ship them over to America, and we get to sell them. And there's you can box them up. Um, you go in the back, and you look at somebody's order, and you take the five things that they got. They can either be, like, two Haitian bracelets and a Ugandan necklace. And you, as a volunteer, you get to box it up and package and send it. Or you can go um, on the online days and help with the website and do it. And it's really fun. And the women, the women there have so much fun, and you feel... You, you just get this, like, joy that comes from helping people because not only are you helping the women on the third world countries, but you're also giving this little piece of joy to whoever's buying them Definitely. and whoever's giving money. You don't, yeah, like, whenever you're doing it, like, yeah, people do it for, like, good college resumes and stuff, but, like, like I know, like, for me, like, I definitely don't do it for that. I know Gracie and JC, like, none of us here, like, do it for that, but we do it to, like, it just, yeah, it gives you a sense of, like, joy and, like, peace, being, like, wow, you know, I helped someone who, you know, like, maybe couldn't help themselves because of the situation that they're in, so it's just, it's really cool, and, yeah, it just, it 
does bring a really big joy. Well, we'll be back after a quick break, and we're going to hear about some of Dean's service projects. We'll be right back. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your questions. Get seen on TV, YouTube, and heard on our podcast, FM, and Internet Radio. Support your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. on the extension hour here on Lone Star Radio. Um, we're kind of scooting towards the end of our program today. We've been talking with some Montgomery County 4-H members. Um, what we've been talking about are some of the community service and other type of projects that the members are involved in. So we're going to hear from Dean, and he is going to tell us about a project um, that he's involved with and that his family is involved in also. So tell us a little bit about um, the event that you help with? Um, well, my pro, well, what I help with is a, a place called Special Angels Rodeo where special needs children can go and have a fun day playing around and having fun activities such as riding a hayride, jumping in a jump house, and even riding in a horse and so on. And, you know, um, next year we're going to have it on March 11, 2018, and it will be on the third annual one and originally for the past two years my sister has been doing it but now she's um graduated and she's now in atm um in college right now so i'm going to take her place next year and be the chairman for it and well what we what our main goal is to keep all keep all our food and um um extra bonus like gift bags for example stuff um stuff for free and everyone can go and it doesn't cost even a penny you know and it and it's a fun place to go but the only problem is that we need more sponsors and um some of the sponsors we have are um the, the super kroger in willis and the conroe feeder supplies and and also the Willis Lions Club that really helped us with like the little buck and barrel horses, you know, that you pump up and down to make it seem like the kids actually being bunked on a real horse. <laughs> and it seems like real fun, but I've never really been on one, <laughs> you know. And well, if you want to be a sponsor, just call us at the Montgomery County um, the Montgomery County um, District Office. And it'd be a really good help for us. So could you also use volunteers for that? Oh, yes. And, well, what we do with volunteers is that for, for some, we call, we call a lot of, lots of people from, from our club to help group, group, pe group special needs children with um, 
the volunteers so they can have a little buddy to go with around so they won't get lost or anything. And also, um, any special needs children from anywhere can come and have a good time and they can, I mean, they don't even have to be from Texas. They can come from California from all I know, you know, <laughs> you know, well, and it, it's been a pretty good, pretty good two years so far. And I'm just hoping that um, the third annual one will be good. And just remember, it's March 11th, 2018. And that'll be down at the Montgomery County Fairgrounds. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so like what Dean said, to participate in the Special Angels Rodeo, there's no charge. There's not a fee um, to, to come out yes. and do that. Um, so that's a really neat thing. For families, um, if you have a child that has special needs and you're looking for something like this, if you want to volunteer, it's also a really neat thing to come out and volunteer. And like what he mentioned, they're also looking for sponsors so that this event can remain free to um, the special needs students to come to. So it's something really neat. Keep that date on your calendar. Um, and I'm sure that um, we'd appreciate some sponsorships, volunteers, and just to help spread the word that this is available um, through schools, through your church, through other organizations you're in to kind of help get the word out. Because, you know, we really need to have more participants in the rodeo as well. So something really, really neat to be involved in. And again, it's free. Could also use um, some sponsorship and some volunteers for the day of the event. Right, Dean? Yes. Good deal. So we've been talking a lot about um, the summertime in 4-H. It's when things really ramp up for us. We're super, super busy. Everyone's going to and from contests, maybe to a camp. Um, this coming up week, we have our District 4-H Leadership Institute. And we have two members from Montgomery County 4-H that have been selected to participate in that. So we have that coming up, um, getting ready for our 4-H Awards Banquet. We just did our 4-H record books this week, so we had judging of record books. So all kinds of things that are going on. Um, and also, the new 4-H year will start right after August 15th this year. And just as a reminder, Montgomery County has over 20 different 4-H clubs that you can choose from. You can learn about over 40 different projects in 4-H that you can participate in. You've heard about some of those today. Um, there's projects such as photography, there's cooking, food and nutrition, there's dog care, veterinary science. Leadership is a huge part of 4-H. I think you can kind of understand that after hearing some of the things that these young people have been doing. Um, public speaking, science. Science is a huge part of 4-H and almost every project has to do with science. Shooting sports is another one. The horse project, different livestock projects, gardening, theater arts, and so much more. If you can think of an interest, we probably have it somehow in 4-H. So if you are interested in that, you can always give us a call at your Montgomery County 4-H office. The phone number is 936-539-7823, extension three. You can also find us online at agrilife, A-G-R-I-L-I-F-E dot org slash Montgomery 4-H. And real quick, I think Sydney wanted to mention super quickly about her shooting sports project. Yeah, um, my brother 
competed. Um, I think it was July. It it went through um, July fourth. I can't remember. I think it was um, actually it was right after my mission trip, so it was June thirtieth. I'm pretty sure to um, July fourth, and they qualified in March at the I think it was the district one. Um, so they shot really good at the district one, so they ended up qualifying. Um, for this one and it was in Arkansas and they had like a really young team like they were I don't know I think their average age was about 12 so it was like everyone from I think 9 to 13 I think it was Um, but then they were also competing against people that were 15 um, or possibly 16 um, most likely not 16 though Um, so yeah they did they practiced a lot um, they ended up trying their best. They had a written test, and um, they have four positions. I think it's – I can't remember all of them. I think it's, like, prone, sitting, standing, and something else. Um, but you have to shoot, like, really, really good um, because most of the people make, like, 100s and 98s to get um, really, like, just a place really high. Um, so I'm pretty sure there were about 70 teams that competed, and um, – I think we ended up being in the 60s because, again, they were so young, but um, they tried their best, and this was my brother's first year um, in 4-H, so it was really cool for him to get to nationals um, his first year. But, yeah. Very cool. Well, as you can tell, our 4-Hers are super busy um, being involved in things that they really like to do. You heard about their service projects that they do to help give back to their community. Um, And 4-H is a family so you, like she said, you get to travel to different things together, go to camps, just at your club meetings, doing your projects, your practices. So if you're looking for something like that, remember, give us a call at 936-539-7823, extension 3. Thank you for spending your Friday afternoon with us here on the Extension Hour at Lone Star Radio. Have a great weekend. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at IRLoneStar.com or their respected video or podcast formats on YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes. If you have any questions regarding the show, either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host, contact the station manager at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936 647 3776. This show was recorded in downtown Conroe, Texas at the Lone Star Community Radio Studio. And Lone Star Community Radio reserves all rights to this recording and images.